Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. He gets so crazy at times. It sounds like... You yell back at your radio. What are you talking about? What the hell? He gets so angry. You tweet to try and calm him down. Now, he gets an hour all to himself. It's Sparky's Midday Madness on the fan with Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. Welcome in. It is Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM. The fans, Steve Sparky Pfeiffer with you. Sam Schmidt's producing today because Dan Plucker will be in for Rami Makhlouf coming up this afternoon at 3 o'clock. As Rami has an extended three-day weekend for his birthday. Uh, His birthday was on, what was it, Sam? Saturday? Yeah. Saturday. Uh, did you end up going over by his house? Didn't he say he was inviting you over for a cookout this weekend he was going to have or whatever? Yeah. Rami, Rami normally does a lot of this stuff and then normally doesn't follow through half the time. So did that end up well, happening? this time it was me not following through. Oh, I mean, Saturday no. Saturday is like nap time for me once I do my cutting edge outdoor yes, shift. I get a bad So dude. watch college football and all that. So I didn't you know do anything on Saturday. And then yesterday I got last, se- last second I got a text at like 8 a.m. in the morning from one of my friends asking if I want to go to the Packer game. So Ooh. that was fun. So you got to go to Lambeau yesterday. I got to go to the game, yeah. Okay, so we're going to get to the Badgers uh, here because that's really what I want to focus on this hour. But before we get to that, so I forgot who it was. I think it was one of the Packer beat writers tweeted a picture before the game and said, no fan base invades um, Lambeau like Pittsburgh Steeler fans do. Uh, did you see a lot of Steelers fans? Well, one of my the guy who gave me a ticket was actually a Steelers fan. Ah, so there was so you a lot actually of, went with the enemy, right? But I mean, he's been a Steelers fan his whole life. His whole family is Steelers. Are they from the Pennsylvania originally, or what? No, they're born here. Maybe his dad is. I don't know. Uh, but the Steelers were good back in the day with Bradshaw and those guys. So I guess it would make sense. I always laugh when people say that the Cowboys are America's team because I mean, yeah, they kind of are. But at the same time, Pittsburgh Steelers that fan base is, if not number one, it's number two. Yeah, it's Steelers, Cowboys, Packers. Those are your three top NFL fan bases, I would say, uh, where if they're on TV, huge numbers are usually on TV for any one of those three franchises. Uh, When they travel, normally you see uh, those opposing colors uh, in the stands, regardless of who they're playing, and obviously no different uh, this year. Uh, How was the experience sitting out there in the rain watching that game? It was all right. I mean, thankfully, I had a sweatshirt and everything, so I wasn't too worried about that. I told Dan yesterday, I just went completely as a fan, you know, just tuned out on social media and all that. And yeah. So today, we're feeling it a little bit, if you know what I mean. But did you uh, pre-game it? What time did you all get up there? We started driving around, you know, maybe 10.30 or so. So we got there, like, literally with about a half hour, maybe an hour before game time. 
So you weren't tailgate or nothing like that. You no. got in. Probably didn't even have time to go to the bars. You probably just walked right into the, the stadium. Then. Yeah, thankfully I didn't have to drive, though. So we were doing a little pregame drinking and all that. But there not, you go. Not the driver, obviously. Good. Well, that's always good. Ah, so it's good. So Sam had a lot of fun uh, yesterday. Not fun if the Badger fan, though, uh, over the weekend watching this football team. This is what I want to know. What or who, right, is are you foreseeing as the biggest issue here with this football team? What what, what stands out to you right now uh, as problem or problems for this football team right now? Because they got their butt whooped again, uh, this time to Michigan, Pluckers team, 38-17. to 17. Now, I felt pretty okay with it going in because Dan Plucker told me, Spark, look, they can run the ball. Not really all that good throwing it. So if you can stop the run, you guys have a chance. Fair enough. Sounds good. Jim Leonard's defense is going to have a chance. And they had a chance. They had a chance for a half of football. They did. Graham Mertz looked like Graham Mertz of last year on those last two drives before the half. He moved him downfield, what, three, four plays before the half? That was the Graham Mertz I've been waiting to see. And as you all know, I love me some Graham Mertz. So that was the Graham Mertz I was waiting for. I was like, okay, here we go. Now we're going to get to see what we've been waiting to see. Second half comes, boop, there goes Graham Mertz, chest injury, he's done. And then comes the Chase Wolf, not very good. But he came in, he got to play second half, he drove him down there uh, as well. Mertz practiced today. Said after practice, this is from the Associated Press, I was out there today. I'll just go with it being day-to-day right now. Uh, I feel all right. I'm just kind of taking it day by day, getting treatment, and trying to get better every day. They play Illinois next. Brett Bielema. I don't like Brett Bielema at all. They need to beat Illinois. I am not going to be able to handle, nor do I think most Badger fans can be able to handle if Brett Bielema with that horrible Illinois team figures out a way to beat this Badger team. Like, I... Gonna be very, very angry. So please, 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 please do not lose to Illinois. On top of it, I'm in Illinois next weekend uh, for something. So I'm I'm gonna be in the state of Illinois all weekend. So please, please do not lose to Illinois. I don't think Graham Merch is the biggest problem on this team. Mm-mm. No, I don't. I, I think there are other issues on this football team besides Graham Mertz. Was Graham Mertz part of the problem? These last first couple of weeks, absolutely. Graham Mertz did not look well. Didn't. Looked horrible. Bad. Bad, 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 bad. That was Graham Mertz. But you were seeing in the end of the first half of that game what Graham Mertz could be. But there are other issues. What are they for you, Badger fans? Here's your time to vent. How many times do we ever go on the air and go, okay, vent about the Badgers? No. We do it about the Packers, for sure. We do it pretty much every time they lose. We open up the phone lines, we let you call in and vent about the Packers and let you just go crazy. I'm going to let you do the same thing after this Badger loss over the weekend. You can call in, you can tweet at 1250 AM The Fan or at Sparky Radio. You can call in on the phone and just let it go. Express your frustration, disappointment, anger towards this Badger program. Maybe you're not angry. Maybe you're still good. I still think they win eight games. I still think they go 8-4. They're going to lose to Iowa. But outside of that, I, I think they have every opportunity to win every other game they play outside of Iowa uh, the rest of the way because this conference isn't very good at all right now. 
414-799-1250. Tweet us at 1250AMTheFan. What's your issues uh, with this Badger football program at this point? Then on the heels of that, as I mentioned there at the end of the big show, you have Colton Bartholomew uh, from uh, Wisconsin State Journal uh, tweeting out that, hey, guess what? Paul Chris's new extension gets him over $5 million per year for Paul Chris going forward. Now, I'm not one of those people that want Paul Chris fired, uh, not in the least. Again, timing couldn't have been worse for it to be made public considering how bad they're playing currently. But yeah, he's going beer for a while. He's not going anywhere. On top of the fact that the man was sitting on the board that hired the new athletic director. He was one of the people that got a say in this. He is one of the people that decided Chris McIntosh was going to be the athletic director. Y'all, he's not going anywhere. Not a chance. Uh, Okay, so let's see what we got here. We've got a bunch of stuff coming in here, tweeting at 1250 AM, the fan, and at uh, Sparky Radio. Warrior Poet says, everything except the defense. Chris Message falling on deaf ears or simply a talent level issue? That's the question. Well, I think it's a talent level issue. If we're going to say those two are my those Chris Message or the talent level, I think it's a talent level. I do. Because... As we've talked about before, the running back position, maybe Braylon Allen is special, but he played a little bit more in this Michigan game, but you really haven't given him any run. Malus is not special. Berger is not special. Good, okay to good, sure, fine, I'll go with that. Special? No. Wide receivers, they don't have one. Not that we've seen play yet. So you don't you don't have one of those guys. That's talent. That's That's lack of special talent. For years, the Badgers had those guys at wide receiver. We've talked about it. Pretty much every year, there's been at least one at the running back position. You've never worried about Badger recruiting because they always found guys. Oh, part of the reason maybe was because of how great that offensive line was. This offensive line, not great. Not great. As I've said before, and I will say again, Bob Ostad should be coaching this offensive line and not linebackers. Put him back to coaching the offensive line. Uh, and not worry about everything else. With all due respect to Joe Rudolph and everybody else on that side of the ball, let Bostad coach the offensive line again. He's very good at what he does, and just let him go back and coach it next year. Uh, all right, issues uh, with this Badger football team. Where do you put the blame? 414-799-1250. Chris in Brookfield, you're up first on Sparky's Midday Madness. What's up, Chris? I put it on the coaching staff and uh, the offensive line. Yeah, Mertz had his problems, but half the time he's been running for his life. He's been getting nailed left and right. And I'm going to go with you on this. Why isn't Berger running the ball more? That kid gets positive yardage when he goes. I mean, sure, the kid they brought in, I cannot pronounce his name, so I'm not going to sound stupid on the radio, but he isn't all that special. But Lucy. Cut, yeah. But, yeah, he can cut, but he can't handle the rock pounding it. I don't think he's an every down back. I think he'd be better off as a third down and let Berger run the ball. But Berger ain't going to run it anywhere if the offensive line doesn't uh, get in the sink. And what happens with the center? You get poked in the eye before the pregame? And pregame warm-ups. Yeah, pregame warm-ups. Yep. That's sad. That's exactly what it was. And that I laughed when I heard that one. That I did. Again, I'm sure it happens, but it, it's not exactly what you want to have happen, obviously. Thanks for the call, Chris. Yeah, I mean, you can't control somebody getting poked in the eye, obviously. Uh, but having said that, um, 
you know, you look at the 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 Badger depth chart. Tyler Beach, the redshirt senior. What does that mean? Been there five years. Five years. He looks like a freshman. He looks like a true freshman. He may be one of the worst left tackles we've seen play that position. In Badger, well, in my time at least. Like, I don't ever remember the left tackle position being that bad for this football team. In my life, since Barry Alvarez got here. Like, I I swear to God, since that first Rose Bowl and the recruiting that has gone on since then, I don't remember there being a turnstile at left tackle like you have right now. That is a problem. That has to be addressed and fixed. If that left tackle position is not addressed and fixed, whether that's Logan Brown or whoever. Now, Logan Brown, redshirt sophomore. I'm good. Play him. Play him against Illinois. Let's see what happens. I've seen enough of Tyler Beach to know he's not the answer. He's not going to fix anything. 414-799-1250. 414-799-1250. Tweet us at 1250 AM. The fan. Dan in Jackson. You're next on Sparky's Midday Madness. What's up, Dan? I agree with you on the line. I think it's all offensive line. I mean, in the last 30 years I've been watching them, I've never seen people just run in and get the quarterback in a second. They can't run anything. Nope. They can't sustain anything, and that's everything their offense and defense are built on is controlling the clock, controlling the line of scrimmage, and they're not doing any of it. No, they're not. And like you said, when you think of Badger football, what do you think of? Running backs and offensive linemen in the NFL. Those are the two positions that come to your mind first, and right now there doesn't appear to be much of any of that at either position. Outside of that, I think their defense is fine. Special teams, yeah, screwed up a couple things, but I think if you get that offensive line set, I think they'll be okay. Yeah, I think the offensive line is the key. Now, whether or not they're willing to do that or not, I don't know. Thanks for the call. Because what we have here uh, is something that essentially drives me crazy, and it's something that happens in college sports. Now, doesn't happen at every university, doesn't happen with every head coach. But there is the sense of loyalty to those guys that have put in the time and the effort over the course of time to give them their shot when it's their time. Logan Brown's been there three years. The redshirt sophomore. It's not like he's a true freshman. I'm asking for you to play him. He's been there. And, you know, Chris could say after the game, well, you know, we're playing the guys that we think give us the best chance. Well, then, oh, my God, how bad is Logan Brown? That is even a bigger problem if you don't have anybody better than Tyler Beach. And again, as I've said before, if you're going to leave Tyler Beach out there, then you better protect him and give him help. If you're going to leave him out there on islands to protect one-on-one, this is going to happen every week. You don't want to help Chip or do other things to try and help him out. This is going to just continue to be an ugly mess week in and week out. And I don't care who the quarterback is at this point. I don't care if it's Mertz. I don't care if it's Wolf. I don't care if it's Vandenboom. Doesn't matter. Your quarterback will have no chance of success if you continue to play what you're doing right now at left tackle. And yes, I'm singling him out. And yes, I'm sorry. He's a college kid. And a lot of you don't like when I yell and scream about college kids over the course of time on this radio station. I'm sorry. I've seen enough. Mertz got all the heat before. This offensive line deserves the heat. That's it. 414-799-1250. 414-799-1250. Tweet us at 12:50 a.m. The fan. It's Sparky's Midday Madness live from the Lakeland University Studios, leader in online education for more than 25 years. Lakeland.edu.
Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome back. The Green Bay Packers get the win over the Pittsburgh Steelers to absolutely nobody's surprise, I don't think. I guess, I mean, unless you're a delusional Steelers fan. Uh, that thought you were going to beat the Green Bay Packers. I certainly didn't think that was going to happen. 27-17 Packers uh, over the Pittsburgh Steelers. More on the Packers and Steelers, I'm sure, coming up uh, with our guy Dan Plucker. And that will be coming up from 3 until 6 this afternoon. Rami celebrating a three-day weekend uh, for his uh, birthday that was on Saturday. So he will be back uh, coming up uh, tomorrow. Uh, you look at this box score for this uh, Badger-Michigan uh, game. 38-17. to uh, the Wolverines over the Badgers. Jim Harbaugh finally looks like might have this team uh, turned around. I don't know much of anything about J.J. Uh, McCarthy, their their highly talented uh, quarterback that they were throwing in there uh, during the game. And he had that one big 56-yard touchdown pass. That pass was on the money. I mean, you couldn't have thrown that ball any better uh, than McCarthy did. So I, I don't know how much longer Kate McNamara has to be quarterback uh, the rest of the year and then he's done or whatever, but I J.J. McCarthy kid looks good. From the Badgers' standpoint, again, guys, they had 32 carries in this game. Badgers did. 32. That includes four runs by Mertz and three by uh, or four by Wolf, three by Mertz. So those are some negative yards. Uh, but 32 carries, 40 Three yards when you add it all up in the box score. They averaged 1.3 yard per carry. 1.3. Malusi averaged 2.2 yards. Berger averaged 2.3 yards. Only Braylon Allen averaged close to four, and that was five for 19, 3.8 yards. And that really becomes the other thing in all this, right? Like, how much longer are you going to wait to play him? Like, play him, play him. Like, is the plan we're going to redshirt him and be done? If that's the plan, then just be done. Like, that's enough. We don't need to play him anymore. If the plan is to redshirt him, fine. But in my opinion, if you redshirt an offensive lineman, 
More times than not, that means physically he's got to get bigger. He's got to figure it out. He needs more experience. Fine, I get that. I'm down with that. Braylon Allen does not need to physically mature at all. Like, he's good. He'd be good to go play in the National Football League probably tomorrow. Physically, he is just, he's a brick house. Like, he is built. Not an issue. Now, does he know the offense? Does he know the blocking assignments? Does he know everything that goes along with that? That I do not know. But at this point, I really don't even care. At this point, just give Braylon Allen the ball. Your offensive line don't block anyhow. He's as big as damn near your offensive line anyhow. Let him just get the ball and run over dudes. Similar to what A.J. Dillon is doing for the Packers, right? Give him the ball, get out of the way. He'll make his own dang hole. Just let him go. Like, I really am struggling to figure out a reason to why you wouldn't just play Braylon Allen at this point. I get redshirting a cornerback or a wide receiver because physically they're not ready yet. They need more time in the weight room. Fine. I get that. In fact, I was just at a high school baseball meeting, uh, and my kid's going to draw for the high school baseball team or whatever, and the, the coach was like, hey, look, my advice to everybody in this room is hit the weight room. Like, that's where y'all should live. Live in the weight room. Get bigger, stronger, faster. That's baseball. That's not even football, where the game is about the physicality of the sport, more so than, outside of hockey, more so than any other sport you're going to play. But if you're ready physically, then you should play. And Braylon Allen is is beyond ready physically uh, and should have that opportunity to play. The Badgers lose 38-17. to What stood out to you? What uh, is your biggest frustration at this point? 414-799-1250. 414-799-1250. Jason tweets at Sparky Radio. It's entirely the offensive line. They need to play the young kids and put Bostad back as the offensive line coach, and it's time for Joe Rudolph to go. Now, I'm going to tell you where the, the problem here is with Joe Rudolph being told to go. Him and Chris have been together since Wisconsin. Rudolph is a former Badger offensive lineman. Rudolph went with Chris when Chris went to become the head coach in Pittsburgh. They've been together forever. The only way Joe Rudolph goes, the only way, is if Joe Rudolph goes on his own. I don't think Paul Chris would ever force Joe Joe Rudolph out because they're boys. It's not going to happen. And I don't think that Paul Chris is in any type of job jeopardy to where the chancellor or Chris McIntosh, the athletic director, whoever, is going to go, listen, you want to keep your job? Your boy Rudolph here has got to go. You got to move on. I don't think it's, I, I just don't think that's, that's a thing that's going to occur. I really don't. And if it got to the point of where that is going to occur, I think Chris would say, cool, well then just let me go. And we'll both be on our way. That's how tight of a relationship I think they have. You know, you you let Joe Rudolph call plays last year. And as we talked about last year during the pandemic, last year, whatever, but part of the reason why you will let Joe Rudolph call plays is to try and set him up to get that college coaching gig. Now, I don't want to make the comparison to say they're identical, but anytime you have a coach that is a coordinator, offensive coordinator, let's say, the head coach is the one calling the plays, that's held against you in job interviews. More times than not. Then if you have a defensive coordinator who's calling plays and is the head coach, but you're the defensive coordinator per se, but the head coach is calling plays. Let's say uh, like a Wanstead, let's say, right? 
So he's calling the defense, but then he's got a defensive coordinator. Well, how much are you buying into what the defensive coordinator is doing if he's not calling the defense? Now, there are exceptions to every rule. We've seen tight end coaches go from tight end head coaches to becoming uh, head coaches. We've seen special team uh, coaches like Joe Judge with the Giants go from being special teams coordinators to head coaches. So there's an exception to every rule. But for the most part, that's exactly what happens. So you look at the situation with Rudolph. So Paul Chris, I'm sure, said, okay, I'll tell you what. Here you go. Short year. It's all jacked up. You call plays. Get the young quarterback, Graham Mertz, and go. And it didn't go well. So Paul Chris takes the play calling duties back this year. Still not going well. And still a struggle uh, at this point for this Badger football team. And it's a struggle, to be honest with you, to watch this Badgers football team with as bad as they've been to this point. It really has. It's been a struggle uh, to watch this football team. The other part about this, too, is when we start talking about uh, talent on the field for this Badger football team. You just had Saeed leave, who was your main recruiting guy, essentially, uh, and head to Michigan State. And I was one of the people that was all mad and upset that they lost him. Like, oh my God. Like, what are we doing? You you, you have your best recruiting years, last two or three years, and now you're letting them go. Your best recruiting was this freshman class that's in here right now. That was your best recruiting class. So now the key is going to be Okay, build off of this. The problem is building off of this with what this looks like right now probably is going to work against you. Unless these freshmen are recruiting these incoming kids themselves. Brainland, I'm like, hey, man, I know things aren't good right now, but trust me, this recruiting class we got, we're going to be really good. We got a lot of good skilled players. We're going to be good going forward here. Try to come here. But that's my fear is that them being bad right now is going to hurt them. In the long term, as far as getting recruits and getting players. The one thing it shouldn't hurt recruiting at is quarterback. Because at this point, if you're the Badgers, you have to find more quarterbacks. Like, you have to continue to recruit. That's something where legitimately every year, just like they say in the NFL, you should draft a backup quarterback every year. From a college football program standpoint, you should sign a quarterback every year. Every year. Like, I would always have like four quarterbacks on my roster. And y'all just battle it out. Van Boom's been there forever, won titles at Arrowhead and everything else, and he's really never, ever, ever gotten a sniff uh, at the at the starting quarterback job. What's the reason? I don't know. No idea. But that's something that they, they need to do. Because Mertz, we thought, was a home run, and he still might be. But you have to start thinking about the future. Because it's not Wolf, and Van Boom is going to be done here shortly. He's going to you know, age out and graduate. Hey, football season's in full swing, and playoff baseball is starting. And the place to catch all the games while creating your own sporting action is the Q Club of Wisconsin. Not only do they have plenty of TVs to watch the games on, but you can play your favorite indoor games in a huge entertainment game room. Indoor bocce ball. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Darts, pool tables, table tennis. Lots and lots of pool tables. I think I've already said that, but lots of pool tables. Lots of stuff to do there. Make sure to take advantage of it. Plus, enjoy their awesome food. Loaded burgers, wraps, wings. Plus, their Wednesday and Friday fish fries piled up <laughs> with all the extras. Visit their Facebook page or Q Club of WI.com for menu and updates. Q Club of Wisconsin, North Grandview Boulevard in Waukesha. Welcome in. It is a Green and Gold Monday. Steve Sparky Fiver with you. Sam Schmidt's other side of the glass. Dan Plucker coming up. He's filling in for Rami Makhlouf today on a Green and Gold Monday. He'll get you 
His thoughts on the Packers and the Pittsburgh Steelers from over the weekend yesterday. You heard him and Gary Ellerson on the Green and Gold Post game show presented to you by Lakeland University uh, last night. And Dan Plucker right back in the post game seat again this Sunday after Packers and Cincinnati Bengals. Joe Burrow. Uh, and the Cincinnati Bengals. That Bengals game, I think, will be more difficult to deal with than this Pittsburgh Steelers game was. Maybe I'll be wrong, but I think that's going to present problems, especially if Jair Alexander is out. Now, again, based on what the initial reports were on Jair Alexander, I would be extremely surprised if he's able to play this week. Extremely surprised. Extremely surprised he's able to play in the next couple of weeks, uh, but we'll just have to wait and see how this all plays out. Did y'all see the Urban Meyer stuff over the weekend? Did y'all see the, the the video, the pictures, Urban Meyer's in like a bar, club, whatever, and this female, blonde female's like all rubbing up on him while she's dancing and the whole deal. He's sitting on a bar stool. It blew up. I mean, that because of social media, you know, it went everywhere. And then people started posting uh, stuff that his wife, Urban Meyer's wife, was doing that night. She was like babysitting, posting stuff that she was doing. Obviously, she wasn't out of the club and bar area like Urban was doing his thing. And everybody was kind of going at it. Then people were kind of going after Tim Tebow because Tebow has been a staunch defender of Urban Meyer and uh, that whole deal. So then Tebow was catching some smoke on this whole deal. And I'll be honest with you, a couple of things here. One, you look at the picture. We don't know what was going on. Like, that could have been some girl trying to rub up on, on Urban Meyer one way or the other. Now, first of all, if you didn't want that girl on you, you get that girl off of you or you get up and walk away from said girl. That would be my advice. Now, I, I don't know what you all would have done, but if you didn't want her on you, you get up and walk away or you move her off of you. One or the other. If you continue to let her do what she was doing, that's on you, dude. Like, that's on you. Everybody's got a phone. And on that phone, most people have cameras. Right? So now it blows up. Regardless if there was anything to it or not. Regardless of what happened outside of that moment in time. Maybe you didn't talk to her that whole time. Maybe you don't know her name. Maybe you walked out separate from her and nothing happened. Whatever. Doesn't matter. It got to that point because you didn't separate yourself from that situation. That's the issue. Leroy earlier, Leroy Butler earlier talking about, they are talking about going taking a trip to Vegas, him and his teammates back in 94. Leroy's like, I'm not doing that. Like, let me check with my wife. I'll let you know if I'm going to go or not. Like, this seems like a situation in which we're going to put ourselves in a bad spot. And Urban Meyer put himself in a bad spot and then talked about it uh, at a press conference today. If I can get the audio to work, which it doesn't appear that I'm having much luck of uh, doing, which shouldn't be all that surprising. This is why I never use the computer when I'm uh, hosting a show, because very rarely do I ever get the audio to actually work uh, when he's talking. Here we go. Let's try this. Oh, that was not uh, it. Let's see if we can get to work here. Uh, no, audio's still not working. So there you go. I gave up. But either way, Urban Meyer uh, eventually ended up having to come to the podium and address it with reporters. Had to come to the podium and take questions 
And Urban Meyer, and you can go on Twitter and find it. It's it's everywhere. Sports Illustrated, SI now has it. That's probably the easiest way to go find it. You can literally go find it. Now, the fact that he had to address this at a press conference is nuts. But he had no choice because everybody got dragged into it. Urban Meyer tells everybody, hey, I went, I talked to my team leaders. I addressed the team about it. Really? So if your guy, Trevor Lawrence, is messing around on his girl or whatever the case may be, is Trevor Lawrence going to go address the team and be like, hey, y'all, I was hanging out with this chick last night, and uh, they caught me, and they have a picture. It got tweeted out. So now I have to tell everybody what actually happened. This seems obnoxious to me. Maybe I'm nuts. Yes, Sam. Uh, we do have some Jair Alexander news. Oh, well, that takes care of my Urban Meyer talk. Okay, go ahead. So Matt LaFleur spoke to the media just a couple minutes ago. He says the team is still collecting opinions on cornerback Jair Alexander. He'll have an update probably more on Wednesday. So we have no news. Pretty much, but he did confirm it was a shoulder injury, obviously. Yeah, uh, we have no news. Okay, well, stay tuned Wednesday, and uh, maybe we'll actually know what is actually uh, going on at the end of the day. So nothing expected out today. Well, not from the Packers. That does not mean Ian Rappaport will not have something out this afternoon uh, or tomorrow. This is the thing, to sidetrack my Urban Meyer talk here. See if you can get this Urban Meyer audio, by the way, Sam, uh, into a card so I can actually play it for people. Th- this is the thing that drives me nuts. Is So LaFleur says, nothing to see here. We'll have more on Wednesday. How much do you want to bet that they will be that story will be broken in front of them getting into that press conference? Guaranteed. And how much you want to bet it won't be anybody from the state of Wisconsin that breaks it? That it'll end up being Glazer, Rappaport, that troll Schefter. One of those guys will end up being the guys that break the story before LaFleur gets to a microphone again. It will not be LaFleur telling you what's wrong with him. It will be one of the national guys. It won't be the local guys. It's so irritating from a media perspective that that's how this plays out. But the fact that you're getting multiple opinions, that is not a good sign either for the status of Jair Alexander. Because if you were told what you wanted to hear... There'd be no reason. So, for instance, if I go in to get my ankle done or looked at, I hurt my ankle, and they say, hey, man, you're going to have to get pins put in and this and that, and it's going to take six months of recovery. Huh. I don't feel as bad as what you're saying. Huh? So then you go to another doctor to see what that doctor says, and that doctor says, I can, that doctor said six months, I'll get you up and going in four months, uh, and it won't be nearly as long. Hmm. And then you go find another doctor. That doctor says three months and you'll be up and going. Okay, well, we're going to go with that doctor because I can get back quicker. Very rarely do you go to the doctor and the doctor says, ah, sprained ankle, you're good. Do you go try to find another opinion? Oh, it's a sprain? That's it? I don't believe you. It must be broken. I'm going to go find somebody that's going to tell me it's worse than what you're telling me. Very rarely does that happen in sports. It just does. Now, maybe it happens in everyday life, like, you know, you've had issues physically and the doctor says you're fine. And you're like, uh, yeah, no, I'm not fine. I've got all these issues and you're telling me I'm fine. I'm going to go find somebody that's going to tell me actually what's wrong. You're not doing your job thoroughly enough. Fine. I get that. But from a sports perspective, if you're getting second and third opinions or whatever, more than likely that means that maybe uh, it's not so good. Maybe not so good news uh, there on our guy, uh, Jair Alexander. But we'll see. I don't. I just don't think it's positive. I don't think it's positive at all. All right, we'll take a quick timeout. We'll come back. We're going to play that Urban Meyer audio for you, and we'll check in with Dan Plucker 
uh, to see what's coming up on Rami's show, which who he's filling in for today, coming up at 3 o'clock. You need to hear this Urban Meyer presser because, again, he's as uncomfortable as it gets. He's looking down for a good portion of it, having to take questions on this whole thing. The whole thing should have just been put to bed like, you just come out and go, I'm not addressing the pictures that are floating around on social media. It's none of your all's business. Like, my wife knows what's all is going on. That's all that needs to know that's going on. Next, let's talk about the football game. That that should be it. Like, to give any credence or merit to anything just seems absolutely ridiculous. Again, it's not, it's not going to happen to the players. No chance. It's not going to happen to the assistant coaches or the trainers. No chance. You, however, put yourself in this position. There was no reason to put yourself in this position. Talk more about it next on Sparky's Midday Madness. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey, I got a question I just thought of in, in the break. Sam Schmitz, I don't think, can help me out uh, necessarily, mainly because, well, I shouldn't assume. You don't have any kids, right? No, no, I do not. I, I've never, I never thought he did, but I'm like, eh, technically, I guess I never really asked him. Technically, if he has kids, not really none of my business whether or not he has kids. I'm Plucker. I don't think he has any kids either. No. Um, so I'm pretty safe in saying that he doesn't have any kids. No, but it, so had the nephew's birthday party. We're gonna play this Urban Meyer thing here in a second. But had the nephew's birthday party. My brother's kids uh, yesterday, and when my brother's oldest. Uh, was in Cub Scouts, they sold these like Christmas wreaths that you could get, right? All these different sizes and shapes and whatever else. And I always bought one. I always bought like one of the largest ones they make to put on my garage every winter. So his son got out of Cub Scouts prior to last year starting. So I had no Christmas wreath for the garage this year. And I was very disappointed. Well, now my son 
is joining Lion Scouts, which is something new they started this year, which is essentially Cub Scouts for kindergartners, essentially is what it is. And now we have this wreath fundraiser that we're doing. So now they say, oh, bring it over here. So is that a thing? So like if I buy from your kid, you buy from my kid, is that is that kind of like how this whole thing works? Yes. Sam is shaking your head yes. When I was in, you know, Boy Scouts and all that, that's how my parents' you know, friends would do it. Really? Yeah. So you buy from my kid, I'll buy from your kid when your kid's selling something type deal. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that was to me cuz like I cuz um I brought it and I brought it in like a a folder and inside the folder was the sheets for the wreaths. That's what I brought it for. This other stuff was for the school, right? I don't really care about this stuff for the school. That really matter to me one way or the other if we sell anything for the school. I was more concerned about for the scouts. That was my main thing for for raising money. And the main reason why it was a big thing for me for raising money is because the deal is, is you sign this, you give them a check, right? At the beginning of Alliance Scouts. And then if you don't fundraise X amount of dollars by May 1st or May 2nd, they cash your check. If you fundraise X amount of dollars by May 1st or May 2nd, they don't cash your check. So that was my main thing here was like, if y'all want to buy stuff cool, buy the wreaths. And what I didn't realize was the entire family Everybody opened up the folder, saw this other thing for the school, which is food and all this other stuff. And they're like, oh, look, and there are all these ladies. Oh, look at all this stuff. So uh, by the time I come in, like the kindergarten stuff, the food and stuff had stuff bought. The wreaths had wreaths bought. I was like, this is insane. I came over here thinking I was going to sell one wreath, had no expectation. I literally bought the kindergarten stuff over for my mom. She's like, I don't want no wreath, but I'll buy the food or whatever from them. Okay, fine. And next thing you know, they're buying all this stuff. And then it's like, do we pay you now or pay you later? I don't know. Well, we'll just give you money now then. Okay. So I, I took the money now. So it's my first time fundraising like this because the two older kids, we didn't really do any fundraising for them whatsoever. But here with the scouts, I have a feeling there's going to be a lot more fundraising. Were you ever in scouts, Sam? Yeah, I forget. I think the highest I went up to, I think I was like a Weeblow, and then I did So Weeblow was like fifth or sixth grade, I think. Yeah. No, okay. I never did Scouts. You never did Scouts never. at all? Never. Uh-uh. Not See, my thing. I was in Scouts all the way through Weeblow Scout 2, and then I think I did one year of Boy Scout, and then realized that I didn't want to do it anymore, and that was it. That was it. This you, same thing? Exact same thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, tried it. was like, yeah, this is kind of lame. Now I'm out. Uh, and then I bailed. So that that's how it was for me growing up. But I got to go to like, I don't know if you did this. But I got to go to like Camp Odakota, which is in like Burlington, and they have like friars, or at least when I was growing up, they have friars in the ground. So like you camp out or whatever else, and they have actual friars with, and you put the oil in in the ground, and you make your donuts every morning, fresh homemade donuts right out of the fryer, warm. You put some powder on them and stuff. Oh man, so cool. So I'm hoping Camp Odakota is the same way as it was, however long ago it's been, thirty years, probably not. Uh, so looking forward to doing that. All right, sidetracked everything. Sorry. Uh, Plucker, what do you got coming up on the show today? Yeah, it's going to be a good show. Talking about Randall Cobb to start off. You know, is this a one-time thing or is it a sign of things to come for Cobb? Mm. You know, he's talking about how it's kind of like learning, relearning to ride a bike and and getting back up on and and pedaling. And, and maybe now this thing's actually rolling between him and Aaron Rodgers. So we'll talk about well, that. When he wasn't in Green Bay, the, 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 the bicycle had flats. Uh, now that he's back with Rodgers, the bicycle has tires that actually work and they move and they have full air in them <laughs> and so forth. And again, it goes back to Rodgers, what he said. He didn't no say doubt. it was arrogant or whatever, but yeah, Randall Cobb without me and Randall Cobb with me, two different things. And clearly you saw that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so we'll talk about all that. And then also, which former Wisconsin athlete 
Would you like to come back and have a game like Randall Cobb did last night? It can be a Bucks player, Brewers player, Packers player. Oh, I thought player. you were going to say Badger. Okay. Not, not Badger, no. Just wh- which Wisconsin player would you like, former Wisconsin athlete, would you like to come back and do that again? So, like, think back to, like. One game? Just one game. They come back one game. That's easy. Have a spectacular performance. Yep, that's easy. Who's it for you? Fielder. This team definitely Prince? could use Fielder. In the postseason, I get Fielder at first base and then clean up for one game and have a game. Yeah, Prince Fielder for me. Right with where this Brewers team is right now, for me it's Fielder. Yeah, that that's who it would be for me for sure. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that. So that'll be good. That's all coming up on today's show. Yeah, yeah. Then we'll have Gary Ellerson joining oh. us later on at the at the end of next good hour. Good thing you're hosting. So. Yeah, I know. I, he he has some some business to attend to with Rami Makloff, I guess, with the well, whole that, Jersey thing. That's all done. And I I tried to help Rami on Friday. I did. I was trying because Rami was on the air Friday. If you missed it in Crosstalk, right about the same time, um, and I forgot how it came up. But I I asked Rami like, "Come on, you, you're not wearing any Packer jerseys. You're not going to go buy a Packer jersey." He's like, "Well, I I'd wear one. There's one jersey I would definitely wear." Oh, okay, who? And he said, Leroy's, you know, going to be a Hall of Famer, Packer Hall of Famer, Venture Lambo Lee, Miss My God, da 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 da. Oh. I'm like, but but what about Gary? Like, you worked with Gary for all these years and Big Show and everything else. No, no. I love GE, but no, I'm not wearing his jersey. I said, dude, well, you can kiss that 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 whole show with him and you goodbye. See, it's all done. And Gary was listening to the whole thing <laughs> in his car when he was driving. Yeah, heard yeah. the whole thing play out. And he goes, I heard you try to help him. I said, I tried. I tried to throw him a lifeline and help him. You should have followed up with, would you wear a Gary Ellerson Lions jersey? No. Because Rami, Rami like. He's not going to wear a Lions jersey of anybody. You don't think so? I don't think so, no. Bears Sanders, maybe. I don't know. The Bears and Packers are on a different level than the Bears and Lions rivalry. So maybe he would throw on a GE Lions jersey. Maybe. I'll tell you right now what I'd do if I was Gary. Tell you right now. I'd I'd I would send because the NFL will custom make jerseys. Yeah. I'd have a custom made Ellerson jersey made and I'd give it to him. Go. Now, you gonna wear it or not? If you're not, I'm just going to give it to Plucker. He'll wear it. So it's up to you. You want the jersey and you're going to wear it. And I want to see you wear it to the studio. Are you going to wear it or not? He'll wear it. There's no question. If Gary had a custom-made Ellerson jersey and handed it to Rami and said, wear it or not, Rami would wear it in a heartbeat. You would think. If he doesn't, oh, yeah. it's, their relationship's over. Is it's Rami done. a bad friend? 414 Well, it just surprised me that he did what he did when he said what he said about Gary because Rami is the one person I know that's now from working with him for the past couple months is that if you say something – He's going to hold it, you know, against you. Correct. Yeah. Right. <laughs> no matter what. That's Rami. Right. Yes. No matter what. So, good luck. He, I asked Gary. We were in a break. I said, oh, see you on Rami show today? He's like, nope. I'm like, what? He goes, I heard what was said. I heard what was said. I said, oh, Plucker's hosting. He's like, oh, okay, I'll do it then. And Sam heard the whole <laughs> thing play out over there. He's like, so you know, I had nothing to do with it. I, this was not me, Gary. I had nothing to do with it. So, yeah, well, whatever. So Gary will be on uh, on the Rob yeah, show one Gary last time today. Yeah, Gary will actually be on. Yeah, maybe Good. for the maybe for the final time. Yeah, maybe. Um, yep. Then we'll get into a little bit of Brewers talk at four o'clock. How are you feeling about this Brewers team? Kind of struggling here down the stretch. They went one and nine in their last ten games against yeah. the playoff teams. Yeah, not looking. You know, not playing their best baseball heading into the postseason. But Craig Council, I'm, I'm going to give credit to Adam McAlvey. He went out. He went at Craig a little bit in that last press conference, and he was like, "Dude." Like, how are we feeling? He's, he asked the same question twice. 
and got different answers from Craig in those situations. Craig, maybe a little bit peeved at a, at a McAlvey for that. He got Too a little bad. testy with it. You'll hear the audio, care. and um, I want to hear what you guys think. Because this is the thing. Okay, so let, let's talk about this for a second. It's interesting. He doesn't know what he's doing. Council doesn't know what he's doing. He's never been in this situation, mm-hmm. ever. Never, ever, ever has he been in the situation as a manager of this team to where they were so far out in front, this thing was wrapped up for weeks, right? Never. Never had they clinched this early and knew right. that they didn't have to play a wild card game or a playing game or any of this other crap that they had to go through. He doesn't know. So what he essentially he's doing is he's doing it the NFL way. I'm going to rest guys. I'll make sure everybody's healthy. And then let's see what happens. So he took the route of the NFL on this. Is it the right route or the wrong route? I don't know. To me, it makes sense. Like, make sure you're healthy. If you're not healthy, it's going to make it a lot more difficult for you to win. And do you know what really pushed him over the top? That Devin Williams injury. That, that was it. Yeah. That was the final straw. I lost him. I'm not losing anybody else. And furthermore, the fact that you gave Corbin Burns the option to pitch this weekend. He said, hey, you want to pitch? Cool. You don't have to pitch. Corbin Burns says, I'll pitch a couple innings. Gave up a couple runs. But... He gave him the option. Again, right or wrong, I don't know. Like, Gary's not a big fan of how the whole last week has played out. Gary's yeah. concerned about this is not, there's mm-hmm. not a lot of positive mojo going into this thing right mm-hmm. now. Yeah. And the Braves are a home run hitting team. I think their offense is uh, predicated on offense, uh, on the home run ball, third most, I think, in Major League Baseball or third most in the NL or something. And you're going to go play in a bandbox in Milwaukee, which you know, feeds into a home run mach- hitting machine type deal. Yeah, I have. I we'll, we'll talk about it. I still have a pretty high level of confidence in the Brewers. Yeah, they're going to go win a World Series. That's where I think they're. I haven't changed my opinion whatsoever. But I get the people that are freaking out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it, it's valid, no doubt. Uh, and then we'll also be talking about how concerned you are with the defense. Packers defense now that uh, Jair Alexander we don't know yet could, could be out for a little bit. He's uh, Gary be out for a long bit. I bet. Yeah, Gary. Gary predicted a couple weeks yesterday on the post game show while we were in here talking to you after the game, and now Zadarius with that back surgery. Like those are two pretty key guys on this defense from a year ago that are no longer here. So we'll talk about that. Then draft mockery comes up with Evan oh. Heffelfinger, me, Sam, and, and Evan's Evan. doing it today. Yeah, Evan's doing it today. It's supposed to be Tim, but Tim couldn't hop on the show today, so we'll do Evan instead. Oh, he's getting ready to go to and, Vegas. Uh, yes, exactly. His vacation there. So we'll yeah. do a little bit of draft mockery, drafting wide, Packers wide receivers is what we'll be selecting today. So all-time Packers receivers. Uh, I'm not sure what the order is, Sam. I guess you, you can... you put a time, or, uh, time frame on it, like... All you can't time. draft anybody before like 1960. All time. So Don Hudson can be drafted. Absolutely. Technically, yes. Right? Yeah, why not? I didn't know. A bunch of yeah. young guys all doing this. I didn't know if you're all going to say, all right, nobody be hot, be, you know, before 1980 or nobody before 1990. There's no yeah. limit on it. How many wide receivers do you each get? We each get four. So there's going to be 12. Oh, that's not bad. No. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty simple. Yeah. Y'all should do good. Should be yeah. good teams. Yeah. Yeah, that'll be good. I got to figure out the order, though. Because okay. last week we had Adam McCalvey filling in, so I kind of messed things up because mm. we gave him first overall pick. It was good. It was supposed to be Tim's spot and all that. Yeah. And then, you know, Evan's taking Rami's spot. Uh, you're taking Tim's spot. So I don't know. It's, it's all, just a whole like, I mess of whatever. Maybe I'll the just have the first on. overall yeah. pick. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's fair. Just do it to yourself, Sam. Yeah, all Sam your should go one because he's the only one on the show. Yeah. No, no doubt. The other I agree. two are off. Sam goes one. All right. So Devontae Adams is <laughs> yeah. off the board. Yeah. You uh, go Devontae. You'll one. hear from Matt LaFleur. We'll replay his press conference today. Gives. 
I guess, somewhat of an update on Jair Alexander. Not really. Uh, and then uh, Pickelane in the last hour of the show as well. So lots to come here. And also, before we wrap up here, because I know you were talking about Urban Meyer. I'm going to play it right here. Okay, perfect. All right, let's play it, and then you can react. Here, here's Urban Meyer apologizing uh, for this picture slash video, whatever, that got out of some girl, like, uh, rubbing up against them, listening to music. Yeah, yeah. I just apologize to the team and staff and uh, for being a distraction. Just stupid. Um, and so I explained everything that happened and owned it and, you know, just stupid. Uh, should not have myself in that kind of position. Urban, did you, did you fly back with the team or did you stay in? Um, no, I stayed to see the grandkids and we all went to dinner that night at uh, the restaurant and then there's a big group next to our restaurant and they wanted me to come over and take pictures and I did. And, and they were trying to pull me out on a dance floor screwing around and I should have left. How did the team react? I mean, they're pretty, probably pretty uh, reactionary or, you know, how did they take it, your apology? Well, I've always been so defensive of them. You know, I remember when Trevor told me he was going to go to Vegas for his bachelor party. I mean, I was just like, gosh, man, be careful and surround yourself and because I've seen this happen and, um, and I just, so the team, the team, uh, I spoke to a bunch of leaders one-on-one, -on -one, spoke to all the players. Uh, they're good. They were focused on Tennessee, and I apologized again for being a distraction. And uh, a coach should not be a distraction. What how, about your, how about your family? Did you also, did you feel a need to apologize to your family? Yeah, yeah of course I did. Yeah, that's not me, and that's, uh, uh, oh yeah, they were upset. Have you talked to Shad Khan about it, and what was that conversation like? I did talk to Shad. Ah, oh, uh, stop! Very supportive. And talk to the owner of the team over this? I talked to him, obviously, at length. Oh, stop. Uh, right when I this got is... the phone call that night. Yeah, <sighs> shut up. That's enough. I've heard enough. This is so beyond dumb, it's ridiculous. So let me see if I got... Maybe I missed something. Maybe I missed a picture or a video. Do they have him making out? No. Do they have him groping her in any which way or forward? No. No. Okay. So they have none of this, but yeah, I had to talk to the owner of the freaking franchise. Let's say, but let's go a step further. Let's say they realized that they were holding hands. Let's say they were holding hands. I ask you again, do you need to go through all of this? This is this man's deal, right? Fine. It gets out. Fine, he deals with it. It literally should have been this. Hey, I know y'all saw the pictures. I saw the pictures. You know, dealing with it with the family and so forth. And uh, we're moving on. Let's talk about the next game. That's it. Done. Anybody else have a question? I'm not talking about it. Like, I'm dealing with my wife and my family. It's a personal deal. None of your business. Let's move on. Instead, it's all of this drama. Like, he got caught, like, doing something horrific. Like, was it a situation he should have been in? No. Should he have removed himself from the situation because of all these people with camera phones and everything else? Yes. But that's the extent of it. Good God. What? Once a cheater, always a cheater. Well, sure. I'm not saying... I, I listen, mean, regardless... Urban Meyer is, is one of the biggest frauds in the history of football. Fine. 
Don't, it's, it's, I, it's just what it is. Fine. Cheated at Florida. He yeah. cheated at Ohio State. Left both of those programs kind of yeah, in, yeah, in yeah, a very yeah, yeah. poor situation. Sure. Somebody gives him a job in the NFL. He goes 0-4 to start with yeah. the number one overall pick quarterback, Trevor Lawrence. They should have won that and, game, by the way. Yeah, and then I was you so know, mad at the end of that he game. He goes in, oh, the team is so upset. We're so upset that we didn't come out of this thing alive. Right. We didn't win this thing. Yada, yada, yada. And then you go find him getting rubbed up on by yep. some girl. And now... His excuse is, oh, you know, like uh, she was just trying to get me out on the dance floor. Like that's, hey. I'm sorry, that's absolute baloney. He didn't travel back with the team, which tells you something about he how much he cares about this team and stuff. Oh, hey. I don't care. If family it, first, buddy. Uh, hey, family I, I understand first. that, but when you're coaching a team that's zero and four, and you're saying how devastated your own entire team is, and then you let them fly home without you, yeah. You're not there with those guys that point. you're so-called devastated. You're Absolute right. baloney. What yes. a joke. Do you know what what I love? a joke. Do you know what I love about this? You know what I love? <laughs> this is Wolverine Plucker in the truest, most sense of the world. Boy, he is as I cannot stand Urban Meyer. Hot me. <laughs> Before you started talking, I could tell by Sam's eyes that you are going to explode on this. I didn't know how bad, but that was awesome. That was very good. I enjoyed every minute of it. More of that, I don't think to that extreme, maybe. But Dan Plucker up next uh, for Robbie Maklov on The Romney Show. Straight ahead. Have a good one. Toodles. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.